This is the Sex Mancers Podcast. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hands down my pants and I'll bet you feel nuts. Yes, I'm Cisco. Yes, I'm Ebert. And you're getting two thumbs up. You've had enough of two hand touch. You want it rough. You're out of bounds. I want you smothered. Want you covered like my Waffle House. Hash browns coming quicker than FedEx. Never reaching apex. Just like Google Coal Stock. You are inclined to me. An hour early, just like daylight savings time. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Do it again now. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. All right, welcome back. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I recorded my last episode. But hey, I'm gearing up for 2019, which I am looking to have the best year yet. Everything uh, continues to grow, and I'm getting ready to take the Sex Mancers podcast to video, which means I'm getting a YouTube channel all set up, and I'm getting uh, the episodes recorded. I'm going to take some of the episodes I've already done on audio and do a shorter version for video uh, in order to get that you know, uploaded so that you can get you know, the information that you need in a more condensed version, if you like video content. Now, I'm not sure how much editing I'm going to do in all of this. You know, I'm still getting everything ready, you know, whether I'm going to use a green screen or not. You know, so a lot of things coming in 2019. Um, Also, if you go to the website, there's not a whole lot of content up there right now. I am still writing, you know, to get ahead. So right now, if you go to the website, it allows you to submit your questions anonymously so that you can get your problems answered on this podcast or get the help that you need, as well as figuring out how to request to be a guest on the show and get more of a one-on-one coaching. You can also uh, submit uh, via email to podcast at sexmancers.com. All right, so let's get into today's show. You know, I was uh, reading an article by The Atlantic not too long ago, and it was talking about a study that shows that people are having less sex today than they've had in previous decades, especially young people having less sex. And in speaking to, you know, some friends and even family members and trying to do uh, the research and getting everything uh, prepared, it turns out this article is true. People are having less sex. I was having a conversation uh, with one of them and, you know, I was talking about how I'm getting ready to, you know, uh, buy and sell products, kind of an arbitrage or an Alibaba uh, type thing. And in the research, I was talking about how based off of these numbers, it would seem like women out there have between three to five vibrators. And of course she just smiled and goes, yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) You know, which is kind of sad considering the number of vibrators women are needing in order to get sexual gratification. You know, it's really, you know, not looking good for men out there, but in all of that, we were also talking about other studies, you know, that were showing that people, you know, on average, at least at the time that the study had come out, and this is, you know, a few years ago, 
quite a few years ago, uh, about coming up close to 10 years now, where it was stating that people on average have sex about twice a week. And the laughter that erupted, you know, she just started laughing and she's like, once a month, if he's lucky. And I'm like, once a month, my God, I wouldn't be able to survive off of one time a month. And that may be some of the problem you women have. If you're thinking sex isn't worth it, you know, because of the two pump chump, you're not giving him enough sex. And so he's just overly teased, but you know, we'll get into that, uh, a little bit later. Once a month, I was talking to my wife about that and she, and even she's like once a month, my God, I would go crazy. You know, she's needing it, you know, twice a week, three times a week. If we have, you know, enough time, uh, you know, with kids uh, and around the holidays, it gets a little tricky, uh, to get, uh, three times a weekend, but you know, that's just kind of the way things go. And so I got to thinking, why are people having less sex today than they've had in previous decades? Now for single people, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, you're not hooking up as much. And maybe that's because of the political environment and the me too movement where, you know, women, you know, they're typically, you know, not the ones to be asking the guys or, you know, making the advancements on the guy and the guy now, because of the me too movement is considering it too dangerous to ask a girl out on a date and make any moves on her. So for you single people, that may be the reason for your lackluster uh, sex life. And you're going to have to, as women, you know, because of the me too movement, step up and, you know, take charge or be more uh, forthcoming, you know, in setting up a date and, you know, getting laid. But for those of you who are in relationships, long-term relationships, you're engaged or you're married, what is interfering with your sex life? Because, you know, when you think about it, when you first start a relationship, you're having sex all the time. It's the honeymoon phase. And eventually that teeters off. And I was trying to figure out the best way to describe this, the best way to go about, you know, describing what the show is about and, you know, what these episodes are designed to help you women with. And I've always been talking about how, you know, it's about reigniting the passion is because you got into routine and all of that. But I recently uh, started watching a series on Hulu. It's an older series, an older TV show from the late 80s, early 90s that I used to watch when I was young. And it got me to providing you the perfect analogy. This show, women, is for when your guy goes from Prince Charming to Al Bundy, right, with Married with Children, and how to turn him back into Prince Charming. Right, so some of the reasons uh, that is causing you to have less sex, busier lives and high stress level, right? Because think about it. You're no longer living in an era, or maybe if you're young enough, you've never lived in an era where once you left work, that was it. Work was done. There wasn't anything. You just go home and you had nothing to do, but spend time with your family. 
No. Now that we have, you know, smartphones and computers and social media and this 24-hour, you know, uh, life, you know, really, you know, you're busier and you're more stressed because you're having to work a lot more overtime, you know, when you're at work just to make ends meet because of the way the economy has been uh, for so long. Uh, or, you know, you're short staffed at work. And so you're having to put in a lot of overtime in order to get everything that the company needs done. You're busier, you know, and you're, and that's creating high stress level. And then even when you're off of work, what happens? You get home and, you know, you're on social media. Maybe you're trying to build a side hustle to generate more income. If you're married with kids, you got a lot of kid activities that you're doing, you know, running them uh, to sports uh, practices, you know, uh, playgrounds, making sure that they get their mommy and daddy time, depending on the age of the kids. You know, so you're going off and, you know, you're always kind of busy. And then by the end of the day, you know, you're stressed out, you're tired, and you just want to relax. Maybe you have a routine that you go through to help your body prepare to go to sleep. And then you go to sleep, right? And then, of course, the high stress levels. You want to eat more. You want to snack. You know, you're taking in more junk food. And so that's affecting your energy levels, you know. And so you're not really able to think about or focus on sex. And for women, you know, this can be especially, you know, uh, a big issue because for women, sex tends to be a lot more mental. You know, you got to be thinking about sex in order to get horny, in order to get prepared, or you need, you know, something more, you, you know, for you women, it's not just what the littlest little touches gets you going like it does for men. But for men, you know, being busy, you know, all the time trying to get like a million things done and all of that. If the guy is exhausted at the end of the day, he might not have enough energy to get it up. Right. Especially if there's high stress levels and high stress levels, you know, does quite a bit. For instance, if you're very stressed, it's going to release cortisol into your body in order to keep you going. And that's going to lead to a bigger crash. It can interfere with your ability to sleep. Therefore, you're more tired and you're dragging on and have even less energy. It can also interfere with things like insulin production. And so maybe you start gaining weight and leptin resistance. You know, there's a whole nutritional, you know, deal, you know, to dealing with, you know, uh, high stress. And so maybe some of the things that you do when you're going off and combating this is, you know, uh, there's some supplements and vitamins that you can take as well as, you know, a little bit of a lifestyle change in order to get that energy level back and, and therefore your sex life back, because that's going to interfere with your sex life a lot more. There are things uh, that you can get uh, that are supposed to be uh, cortisol blockers so that you don't get as stressed out. So you're more mellow so that you get the better sleep. You know, your body uses insulin better so that you don't gain as much weight to hold you down. And, you know, that, you know, can help out quite a bit and let you get better sleep so that you get through the day. So that is one thing that you can do to overcome, you know, the high stress level, the busier lives. Well, you're just going to have to figure out how to develop a routine, you know, in order to, 
deal with that busier life. And one of the things that I would suggest is creating a schedule. These are the nights that you're going to have sex with your partner. It's in the schedule. Therefore, it's part of your busy lifestyle and you can prepare for it. All right. Other things that are causing uh, people to have less sex, distractions, too many distractions. So even if you have some free time and free moments, when you get home, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're not, you know, trying to make more money with a side hustle. Maybe you just come home and, you know, not really do anything productive, but you're still distracted. Why? Because of your phone. All those notifications going off on your phone all the time that you want to check. You know, did someone like this post on Facebook or Twitter or, you know, did, how many likes did my picture get on Instagram? You know, all these vain things. And so you're always checking your phone, doing emails, updating social media, you know, and trying to figure out other th- uh, all these things going on. And even if you are doing a side hustle, your phone may be going off because of all the eBay sales. You know, you may be hearing a whole cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Okay, you know, that is, you know, things uh, that happen, you know, but your phone is creating a lot of distractions. And, you know, let's face it, ladies, when you're distracted by your phone and you're flipping through Facebook and Instagram and the guy, you know, comes up to you and starts trying to, romance you into the mood maybe start kissing you and rubbing you you know on the shoulders and the back or even the foot you get annoyed by it why because you're not thinking about sex you're thinking about your social media post same thing with guys though you know let's say you know you want to have a conversation with a guy because conversation and sharing feelings is part of how women bond you know, uh, with men and the guy is just flipping through his phone. Well, he's distracted and you're annoyed by that. So you got the distraction of the phone and what you'll need to do when it comes to uh, the distraction of the phone is learn to turn it off or you can set uh, do not disturb uh, on your phone, at least if you have uh, an Android phone so that at this particular hour, let's say, eight o'clock every night, it automatically turns on the do not disturb. And therefore your phone's not always going off. You know, I could say just shut your phone off, but if that's also your alarm clock, you don't want to forget to turn it back on. So just have it set for the do not disturb and put it on the charger and leave it alone for the night so that you could just focus on each other. Another big distraction is TV and video games. Let's face it, Netflix, Hulu, they're great services, but you can get addicted to shows, and because of the way they're set up, you binge watch. This has happened where you know I uh, had taken a day off of work, and the whole idea was to you know romance the wife and you know have a nice intimate uh, time together and have sex while the kids are away at school. That way we can take our time, really enjoy ourselves, have fun. But she got addicted to her show, you know, uh, Prison Break. She was binge watching it, and apparently they had come out with another season after what we thought was the last season a while ago. So instead of us having, you know, a nice romantic day together and, you know, great sex, she binge watched her show. 
And even though she was horny and she wanted to have sex, she really wanted to figure out what happened after that cliffhanger of every episode. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, we still had sex later on that night because she had finished up the season. But still, you know, TV shows, you know, on Netflix and Hulu and your ability to binge watch them, that's interfering with your sex life. If you're getting too addicted to TV, that you're prioritizing that over your sex life. Now, doing it once in a while is not a problem. Doing it all the time, you have a problem. All right, same thing. You know, maybe it's him that's getting addicted to the TV shows and he's binge watching all the time instead of paying attention to you. That that can get very uh, annoying. I mean, right now, remember, I'm just going over why people are having less sex. And video games. You know, you get addicted to a video game. You're not paying attention to anything but that video game. You know, and your partner feels igno- uh, ignored, so they may get upset and... You know, because um, I know some of you women, you're video game addicts, you know, just like men are. So those are uh, some of the distractions that get in the way of you having sex. Now, other things that could be causing you to have less sex is your board. You know, if you've been together for a while, you've probably done just about everything. I mean, I take a look at, you know, me and my wife. We've been together now. Oh, see here, for close to 17 years, you know, since 2001, you know, so you can imagine we've done quite a bit. Of course, you know, you start off maybe missionary and then, you know, she gets on top and then, you know, uh, you go off to doggy style and you go through the Kama Sutra, you do the blindfolds, the tie downs, introducing toys and lubes and, you know, different places in the house. But eventually, you know, if enough years go by and you're having sex two, three times a week, you may have done it all. It's all kind of, there's nothing new to explore. You've even explored the back door, right? There's nothing new to explore. So maybe you're just getting a little bored and, you know, you're just not, really thinking it's, you know, really all that important. I mean, yeah, you still get horny, so, you know, you do, but you're not going off to have sex just for the pleasure. You're just waiting until you're horny and therefore you're having less sex. So you need to figure out a way to, you know, try and keep yourself entertained and in the mood and in the groove and, you know, just, you know, go through it. And one of the ways that you can do that is through sexual stimulants, you know, but if you're bored, you know, you have a distracted lifestyle, you're busy and you're high stress, you know, one of the ways that, you know, keep you women less interested in sex is the two pump chump, right? You've all had this where you go off, you have sex with a guy and he can't last but a minute which is nowhere near long enough for you to be able to get off. So what's your motivation? Because yeah, sure, he'll get off, but you're left hanging. So what's your motivation? Well, you start thinking, well, sex isn't worth it. It's not like you're going to get off anyways. But here's the thing. Low frequency of sex is what leads to the likelihood of the guy being a two-pump chump. The longer a guy goes without sex, the less time he can last in bed. But the more often you have sex, the longer he's going to be able to last 
each and every time. You know, the guys, how long a guy will last in bed before he comes, it has a very big correlation to how often you're having sex. So if it's the two pump chump issue, that is your problem, then you just need to have sex more often so that he is not so horny and over teased to the point where he can't last. All right. Now, here are some issues that, you know, may come up as well. That leads uh, to you having less sex, but it's mostly maybe why he's less motivated to have sex. You know, one, he may feel like sex just isn't worth it anymore. You know, for instance, you know, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're using sex as a means of control or you're determined that sex only happens when you want it, not, and you'll never give it to him if you're not motivated, he may feel like it's just not worth it because, you know, having to beg for sex, he can get tired of the rejection. Going off, having to put so much energy into trying to romance you, uh, massage you, you know, do things around the house. And then, you know, go through that, you know, day after day after day, you know, only to get sex, you know, once or twice a month. He may just go, it's not worth it. Too much effort, too little reward, right? And, or, you know, he just like, well, what's the point of asking? You know, she's just going to say no anyways. So him always begging for sex and getting rejected, he's just going to give up and be like, eh, it's just not worth it. Too much effort, right? And some of you girls, you know, you make him jump through a lot of hoops in order to get to a yes, Right. Another th- reason why he may feel like it's not worth it anymore is after all that begging, he has to do all the work in bed. You know, you just lie there like dead wood. You know, you let him get you naked and you, you know, and uh, you let him penetrate you, but you're not doing anything. You're just lying there making no, you know, sounds, no movements. You're just, you know, basically signaling, hurry up and get it over with. So he goes through all that begging just to base, just to feel like he's having sex with a de- you know with a dead woman. You know, that, I guess that is a way to say it, you know, dead wood, you know, uh necrophiliac, you know, is what it feels like when a woman is just lying there, no motion or sound, you know, just waiting for him to get it over with. So there's not really a whole lot of excitement for him to want to, you know, want to have, you know, sex with you, you know, guy doesn't like, you know, having to beg, uh, for a woman just to look bored, you know? And so if you're in a situation where you, as a woman, you know, your sex life is always missionary and you're not very reactive or responsive to what's going on, this could be part of your problem. You need to be more interactive in bed you know, and, you know, show signs of life, right? So he's not going to enjoy sex, you know, if you're not, you know, showing signs that you're enjoying it, right? Uh, He doesn't want to hear the complaining, right? So maybe you, you know, complain a lot when it comes to sex, you know, uh, for instance, if you're complaining because he, you know, 
sometimes, no matter how much sex you have, he's not going to be able to last. He's going to get off before you do. You know, and if you complain about that, oh man, you know, he just doesn't want to hear the nagging. Or maybe, you know, he took too long and you got over teased and now you're going to complain about that. Or maybe, you know, you two used to be able to get off together at the exact same time. Your bodies were so in sync, but now you're trying not to have a child, you know, because, you know, maybe you're, you just had your last child or you're wanting to wait a little bit of time to space him out. And so now instead of letting him, you know, go bareback and, you know, come inside you, you're telling him that you just want him to pull out because maybe you don't like birth control because of the hormonal uh, effects that it has or, you know, uh, the way it makes you feel or whatever. And condoms suck. And so you do the pull out method. Well, when you do that, you know, and you used to get off at the exact same time. Well, now he's having to, you know, pull out. So, you know, before you come and before he comes, you know, or before you orgasm and he comes, he has to pull out. And so you may be within seconds of orgasming and he's within seconds of getting off, but he's got to pull out and grab a towel or, you know, get in position uh, to come somewhere where it doesn't go in your eyes. And you know what? This does happen, you know, where your bodies are just so in sync. And then you go from actively trying to have a child to actively trying not to have a child. And so it screws up the synchronization. And then if you complain, oh my God, you couldn't last another 10 seconds. Well, that complaining is going to turn them off. So why would he want to beg for sex for you to just lie there and do nothing and then complain afterwards? Right? So these are some of the reasons why he may uh, not want to, you know, or he may have given up. Another note here about if you're not on birth control and you're trying not to have a child, you know, based off timing, having him pull out, yada, yada, yada. Well, you're basically ruining sex for him each and every time because when he has to stop just before he comes to pull out and grab a towel or aim it at your stomach or whatever, you know, it's ruining his orgasm or his sexual gratification because it's ruining the finish. And so now, you know, if you're making him beg for it just for you to lie there and you're going to complain about, you know, about the position, you know, you don't want to get in doggy style or, you know, uh, complaining about how he stopped just before, you know, you got uh, to orgasm and he's having to pull out and ruin his uh, orgasm, you know, at the very end every time, he's going to think this just isn't worth it. Too much effort no real reward or too little reward, right? But you know what? You need to have sex in your relationship and you need to have lots of sex in your relationship. Now, lots of it, you know, could be two to three times a week, at least two times a week because there's a lot of benefits to having that much sex in your life. Three times a week is even better, Because why is it, 
you need to have all the sex in the relationship in order to have so much more fun outside of the bedroom, which is where I, where you women, you know, want to have a little more, you know, time, you know, you don't want your entire relationship to be based off of being naked and in bed. I know that, you know, and guys know that guys know that you want to be able to bond emotionally outside of the bedroom, you know, uh, just talking and, you know, doing a few, you know, activities, but having lots of sex gets you to that. Why? Because the more sex you have, the healthier your lives are, right? Because exercise is a physical activity and it's better than, you know, going for a three mile walk. It's great exercise and fitness to be having sex. And by having more sex, you're actually going to have more energy and less stress. Yes, sex is a great stress reliever. So you're helping him to relieve a lot of the stress and things that are weighing him down day in and day out. So he's happier, you know, throughout the day, you know, each day. So he's less likely to come home grumpy, pissed off, frustrated, wanting to watch a couple of shows on Netflix and go to bed. No, he's going to be less stressed and he's going to be more energetic, right? More energetic. That means he'll have the energy to go out of the house and maybe, you know, walk around the mall with you. He may not, he still may not enjoy just walking around the mall with you, but he'll at least have the energy to do it and will just to spend time with you. Or, you know, you go off and, you know, he'll have more energy, you know, if you like sports too, to, you know, play basketball, play tennis, play volleyball or whatever other things that you want to do, or just have the energy to go out, you know, with you and friends, you know, and just hang out, have a good time, all of that, you know, having that healthier lifestyle because of sex, more energy, less stress, and it leads to a happier marriage and relationship. Okay. So another reason why having sex is so great is because of the hormones uh, that are released during sex and they call it uh, the bonding hormone, you know, and yes, a lot of things that lead to great healthy, you know, uh, marriages and relationships have to deal with, you know, the changes that having uh, sex, you know, does uh, for you and your body. And so there's uh, what's called the bonding hormone. I forget the exact name of it, but this hormone is released during sex, and it's the hormone that makes you feel more bonded to somebody, makes you feel more in love, makes you, you know, want to spend more time just cuddling and, you know, holding each other and just feeling a deeper passion. Now, this hormone is stronger in women than it is in men, you know, and it's also the reason, you know, why you can, you know, why some women may stay in bad relationships, you know, while everyone else is trying to figure out what does she see in him? Well, if they're still having lots of sex, it's because of that bonding hormone. She still feels connected to him. Well, you know, the bonding hormone is also, you know, in men and makes us feel more bonded to you, makes us want to do more for you, makes us want to be there, you know, for you and everything. And so, 
you know, while sex leads to healthier lives, more energy and less stress, it also deepens the connection to, and that makes him even more willing to want to do things, you know, for you that he may not even like, you know, uh, other things, you know, that should happen for better relationships. Women, you should sleep naked. Yes, that's right. Women, you should sleep naked. No, I get it. If you have kids that just barge in in the morning and have figured out how to get past that lock on your door, that may seem, you know, a little embarrassing because your kids may be, you know, coming into your room to wake you up and you're butt naked in bed. But there's a lot of benefits to sleeping naked women. You know, uh, for one thing, it's healthier for you. Yes. So, in order to prevent, you know, uh, infections and other things going wrong uh, down under, you know, sleeping naked allows you to, you know, air out. Because if you're just, you know, constantly, 24 hours a day, you have underwear on, you have pants on, you're keeping, you know, you're down under enclosed in a dark, damp space with no air circulation or breathing... that's where you're going to get your yeast infections and, you know, all of that stuff. So sleeping naked is actually healthy, you know, for you in keeping your down under, you know, your vaginas and, you know, uh, infection free, you know, so that is one benefit, you know, for that. Uh, But it also encourages more cuddling, right? Because you're already naked, you know, and, because of that, you know, the guy wants to touch you more, cuddle you uh, more, and it's easier access, which allows, you know, for you uh, to be more in- engaged in having sex because it's less work uh, because you're no longer having to get your clothes off and everything. So it's easier access. He's going to cuddle with you more. And, and that cuddling and touching is going to release more of the bonding hormone. It, you're going to you know, uh, be more maintained and healthy and you get a better quality sleep. You know, it's been shown that, you know, being, uh, in a colder environment makes for better sleep. But if you're sleeping, let's say with flannel sleep pants, you know, uh, you know, with underwear, bra and a shirt, you know, under a few blankets, you may be, you know, too covered up and staying too warm in order, you know, and that may be preventing you from getting a good quality night's sleep. And without a good quality night's sleep, you're more stressed, you're more agitated, you know, you're a little more moody and all that. So, yes, there's a lot of benefits for women to sleep naked. And it's not just me as a guy saying this. You know, um, in research, you can find places like Cosmopolitan and other women's health magazines that talk about the benefit, you know, the health benefits to women uh, for sleeping naked, as well as the intimacy and relationship benefits for women sleeping naked, you know, and that will encourage more sex, healthier lifestyles and everything, right? Now, having more sex is great if you suffer, you know, uh, from migraines or other pains, right? Because, you know, sex, especially if you have an orgasm, is better than aspirin for pain relief, for relieving, 
you know, that headache, for relieving, you know, that back pain, for relieving that, you know, nagging pain in your foot, you know, whatever. You know, having sex and having an orgasm is better than taking aspirin for that. Plus, having more and more sex has been shown in studies and research to lead to women having lighter periods with less PMS and cramping symptoms. So it makes it so that you're more bearable during that time of the month. Yes, more bearable. As a guy, I can say that dealing with women who are PMSing and having their periods, that that emotional roller coaster is hard. I mean, most guys would want to disappear for a week, you know, during that time if they could. But mostly they just tried to walk on eggshells and avoid, you know, as much as possible. Because that is a very hormonal, you know, stressful time, you know, in which you women rip the guy's heads off. You know, now, not all of you, some of you, you know, you're not too bad about it. Some of you are just, oh man, makes the guy want to run for the hills, right? But more sex alleviates a lot of that symptoms during that time as well, which the less you're biting his head off during that, you know, time of the month, the, the less, you know, you're damaging the relationship and the less, uh, and the more and more, I should say that he's going to stay wanting to be bonded, lovey dovey and doing things for you. Right. So, you know, there's all that benefit to, you know, having a lot more sex and sleeping naked. So here are some things uh, that I would recommend. Just be like Nike and just do it, right? You know, if you can give him a boner, right? If you can get him hard, if you can get him erect, you should be having sex that day, you know, or that night, right? Anytime that you can see him getting an erection, you need to, you know, be getting naked in bed and taking care of that erection, right? Just like Nike says, just do it. This is going to lead you to having a much better relationship out of the bedroom as well, right? Yes, it starts in the bedroom. And every episode that I've released so far up to today, I'm only covering the first three months of you getting your relationship back, of you getting the romance and passion back. I haven't even gotten you know, to months four through six, you know, of this journey. I'm just going through the first few months so that, you know, the first, you know, months one through three, so that you can have that success, you know? So yes, you know, if you can get him an erection, you need to be having sex. All right. Even if he doesn't ask for sex, even if he's not pursuing you, right, you should be initiating sex two to three times a week, right? If he's not initiating sex with you, you need to be initiating sex with him at least a bare minimum twice a week. And this is especially true if for a long time you've been rejecting him. You've been uh, going through and rejecting him for, you know, all the previous time up to this point when he asked, you know, if you're not horny, you know, or if you're only saying yes once a month and he's asking you three, four times a week, you know, and he's just given up, you need to start initiating sex. 
I can tell you, men do like it and men love it when you women are the ones who are this, making the sexual advances. You're the ones initiating sex, taking charge. Men love that. You know, and so if you're going off and you're suddenly initiating sex twice a week, three times a week, yes, he's going to be, you know, very grateful for that. And that's going to do a lot towards getting him back into the relationship. Because if you let him slide to the point, you know, where he's giving up, he's not doing anything romantic, he's not even bothering you for sex anymore. If you're at that stage, the relationship is almost dead and over. Right, And so if you want to keep him, you need to start initiating, you know, sex because he's not going to initiate it if his recollection or previous experience shows him that he's just going to get rejected for it. Right. All right. Another thing, if you're having a problem keeping yourself motivated two to three times a week, you need to be using lubricants, you know, um, you know, I would suggest a water-based lube. Heck, even using a uh, lube that is maybe considered more for anal sex and using it for vaginal sex, you know, that stays on there longer, you know, thicker, and, you know, uh, it really works out, uh, you know, uh, quite well. You know, so using lubricants, you know, so that you're, you know, not, so it doesn't hurt you if you're not, you know, actually horny and, you know, um, and not producing um, much in the way of natural lubrication yourself, and using sexual stimulants, you know, using something like uh, Spanish fly, you know, putting it into your drink, or taking a pill that is designed specifically, you know, to get you, you know, very horny. You know, if you need to take those, you know, for yourself, in order to motivate you to have more sex, then you need to start taking the time to invest in taking sexual stimulants, okay? You know, and plus, you know, um, if you take them, you can end up be having sex multiple times a day and having multiple orgasms a day. I remember, uh, you know, years ago, um, you know, when I got my wife uh, to take a sexual stimulant, you know, for the first time, and, you know, she had taken them, Oh man, she, she loved them. You know, she was taking, she was taking them a couple of times a week, you know, and each time she took them, you know, it was, you know, on, you know, a day when we both had off or after uh, I had gotten off of work and stuff, you know, and so she would take them and then we would spend the rest of the day, you know, having sex. And she would have, you know, three, four orgasms that day. Oh, man, she she loved it. She, you know, she was really, you know, into that. And she was happier than she had been, you know, in a long time when she was doing that. You know, because imagine how happy you would be having three to four orgasms in a day. You know, and at that time, I also got my hands on a sexual stimulant where uh, my uncle had actually given me a couple of his Viagra pills, I mean, actual prescription Viagra. And it was the strong dosage, the, you know, uh, 100, you know, the maximum, uh, you know, recommended dosage. 
And she called it, you know, uh, when I took it, she called it porno dick, you know, because it was just rock hard and veiny, you know, um, incredibly more so uh, than normal. And, you know, it really, you know, it, it's he kind of stretched her out uh, a little bit more than what she was used to. So she was completely filled up and it was hitting that G spot and that G spot was enlarged because she was taking a sexual stimulant. So when we were both taking them, Oh man, we were both uh, having, getting off a couple of times a day and we were just la 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 la, you know, really happy. And we were spending, you know, all of our, you know, time uh, that we weren't at work with just each other. Of course, we didn't have any kids at that particular point in time either. So, you know, our free time was our free time, you know, that we could just spend with each other. You know, so yeah, that was great. And we could just, you know, wherever in the house, the mood, you know, struck us. So yes, take some sexual stimulants. You would be, you know, happy with the results and it won't take you as long to have an orgasm. Another thing, don't be lazy. Get off your ass and get on top. You know, don't make him be on top all the time while you just get to lie back and relax. No, let him lie back and relax and you get your ass on top and work it, right? Yes, don't be lazy. There's a lot of sex and relationship problems that are the result from, you know, women you know, in the relationship, thinking that it's the man's job to do all of the work in bed and convincing her to get into bed and that all she needs to do is just lie there and enjoy it. No, you need to get your ass on top. Let him lie back and enjoy it. In fact, there should be, you know, a a couple of times out of the month, if you're having sex three times a week, maybe two times in that month, You get on top and you ride him just for his pleasure to his completion. You know, this will do wonders in your relationship, especially if you're not, you know, doing anything whatsoever. You know, right now, just getting on top, letting him lie back and enjoy and riding him to completion, you know, will do a lot to boost his mood. Another thing, you know, it doesn't need to be long all the time. You don't need to have sex for 45 minutes to an hour every single time. That gets exhausting and you can, you know, feel it the next morning if, you know, you have kids and so you can only have sex after they go to sleep and it takes an hour to have sex and you got to get up early the next morning. And so, you know, it can be demotivating realizing that you're going to pay and suffer the following day for staying up and having sex. All right. So you need to be learning how to do quickies, how to do the five to 10 minutes, you know, uh, of sex and get off, get off within five and 10 minutes. All right. You know, the quickie will be great. And oral sex, you know, just give him a blowjob, you know, for his benefit. That will also go a long ways, you know, for, him and relieving his stress and making him happier. And then he can return the favor by eating you out to an orgasm. You know, me and my wife, uh, we switch 
between, you know, nights where we just have oral sex and nights where we have penetration and she can have, and she can orgasm off of, you know, oral sex and she can orgasm from penetration. You know, she's very lucky, or maybe I'm just that talented. When I think about it, my ego wants to say I'm that talented, but you know, maybe it's just because she's so lucky. Don't know. Or both or both, you know, we can have it both ways. But sex is at the heart of a healthy life and a happy marriage and relationship. You know, it's when, you know, sex stops and gets to the point where he's not even asking that you need to start worrying a lot about your relationship and you need to start taking the steps uh, to bring passion, romance, and all of that back into the relationship and do the bonding. Because let's face it, women. When it comes to sex and the relationship, you women pretty much control it. You know, you women, you know, control how much sex the relationship is allowed to have, how much, how often, you know, you're going to allow it. You know, you mean, yes, I mean, if men were in control, you women would be having a lot of sex. But, you know, in the relationship, you know, women tend to have you know, all the control over when sex will and will not happen. And so when you want to reinvigorate the relationship, you are the ones that have the control to increase the amount of sex in the relationship, which then, you know, after I'd say a period of two to three months where you're engaged in a lot of high, you know, uh, amounts of sex in the relationship is when you start seeing him you know, improving and making more efforts and doing a lot more with you out of the bedroom. All right, so that's it uh, for today's episode. Um, I'm going to be, you know, uh, coming back. I'm not going to be taking as much time off as I just did. You know, when it comes to the holidays and everything, you know, and the stress of the holidays and all of that, I, um, you know, needed uh, some time off. And, you know, me and my wife, we just spent a lot of time together. You know, even did Christmas shopping together, even though I hate going to the store. Of course, I did also manage to annoy her a little bit. One funny story here. You know, she was complaining about how I needed new clothes. You know, especially new jeans, right? So she dragged me to the store, right? I don't like going. I could have, you know, a pair of blue jeans that are ripped all to hell. And I'm like, hey, these are still good as long as I don't have to go to the store. So she finally dragged me there. And, you know, I didn't complain or whatever. But I drove her nuts because when it came to jeans, I went over, grabbed five pairs off the same rack. You know, there are five identical pairs of jeans. And that annoys her because she, to her, it, that makes it seem like I'm wearing the same thing every single day. And when you accompany that with the fact that I buy multiple copies of the same shirt, yeah, okay, it annoys her. But, you know, I, I had to, you know, go through and go, okay, I'll switch it up a little bit. You know, but, you know, that's just kind of, a, you know, a strange little thing uh, with us. But, you know, during the, these, uh, the holidays and the shopping and, you know, wrapping presents and all of that, 
you know, I was, you know, engaged in helping her, you know, uh, watching the kids while she goes shopping, going shopping with her, you know, um, helping her wrap the presents, helping her, you know, by cleaning up, you know, around the house more while she was doing Christmas shopping. I was doing all of that, you know, and so that didn't leave a whole lot of time, you know, for me to record episodes and, you know, uh, write blog posts in order to get released. And that's why there's been so much time since the last episode. And why do I do that? Well, because we're very happy in our relationship and, you know, we have a very healthy and engaged sex life even after 16 years. You know, we know each, you know, each other's body so well that sex gets even better and better. And because we practice what I preach in our own relationship and she goes along with that as well, we do a lot together outside of the bedroom and during the holiday season, you know, she needs a little more help from me in order to make sure everything gets done. All right. So now that the holiday season is pretty much uh, over with, uh, that frees up uh, my time again in order to make sure I get these episodes out to you. All right. So I'd like to thank you so much uh, for your time and attention today. Thank you for you know all that you have done. I really appreciate how many of you uh, you know listen to the show, you know each and every episode. Right, and you know it's really starting to become incredibly noticeable. Right, and starting to get to the point where it's attracting, you know, some sponsors to help, you know, take the show more, you know, full time, you know, and blogging and all of that. So I'm able to, you know, so that will be uh, coming down the line, you know, if I can take this full time. So if you want to, you know, go through and you know, uh, contribute to the show, you know, um, whether you want to, you know, tip, you know, uh, money, you know, um, you know, uh, on Patreon or here on anchor, you know, or at uh, PayPal to help support the show so that more and more content can be produced and more and more time can be, uh, done and trying to answer, you know, your emails, you know, go ahead, provide that tip, keep listening you know, because as more and more sponsors uh, come on to the show, I'll be able to do this, you know, put out more episodes. Uh, so maybe twice a week, you know, along with some blog posts and all of that, uh, you know, I'm going to be working on uh, continuing to grow the show in order to, you know, give you the advice and answers that you need. And you're listening to this is very much appreciated. I'm blown away and humbled by looking at the download numbers. All right. So thank you so much. And you have a great time, great day, great week. And go grab your guy's cock and give him a great time. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again soon.